guys. Don't worry. I'm done. I know this is your first time. But I'm not going to be gentle. (laughs) (laughs) Loop me up. Oh, man. All right, baby girl. You fucking know exactly what the fuck's going on. It's getting old. With Garth. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) today I had to bring on... One of my oldest Navy friends, one of my greatest Navy friends. We have followed each other through pretty much our whole fucking careers together. Founder, creator, Lord of Wood himself, <laughs> the man behind Two Sailors of Wood, the future creator of my entire fucking studio, Timro Cooley, baby. How's it going? Yeah, baby. Glad to be here finally. Yeah, man. It's going to be, dude. I know that there's a there's a couple of people on the ship, too. They've all also been like, hey, man, uh, when do you, uh, you got time for me to come on and shit? I'm like, probably never. But I mean, <laughs> if I got some time for you, I'll let you know. <laughs> I got a list that I really want to get through. And I also know that. Sometimes I'm going to have family dinners and the right <laughs> fucking time and the right people that I've been wanting to talk to this whole fucking time are all going to be here at the same time. Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes it's just in the fucking stars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is like 100% my big passion project. This Absolutely. is the thing that I, uh, where I basically interview people that, I already know so many of the stories because <laughs> I fucking you were there for half of yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> like, since like, day one, we literally fucking it's all my it's all my best friends, dude. I just yeah. want to bring all all the boys in and just chit chat and be like, "Yo, you remember this? Yeah, fuck yeah, I remember this. Hey, do you remember that? Oh, fuck yeah, I remember that." And uh, relive the good old days. Yeah, that way, you know, when I'm sitting around on a Friday night drinking by myself because I'm like 55 years old and my knees hurt <laughs> and I just don't want to leave my house, I can just be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be like drinking with the boys. I'll just <laughs> crack a cold one open with myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, let's start with like. Obviously, we didn't go to the same boot camp. In fact, you and I met in like the very last part, like the last school of our like training. So, yeah, uh, I want to start with, you know, pre boot camp, because obviously you're a Florida boy, much like myself, <laughs> you know, growing up in the uh, the fun thigh day, baby, <laughs> and just doing some fuck shit. Um, so. Did you dip out of Jacksonville? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was in debt for about a year. Oh. Yeah. That was fun. I set um, a land speed record for fucking nuke boys, <laughs> I think. It was like maybe like two months. Well, yeah. Because I, I started the process the summer between my junior and senior year. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, you really joined early. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. It was one of those I was constantly at war with my stepdad at home and uh, also didn't really know what I wanted to do in college or like go to college for. So when I got the call from, and I took the ASVAB to 
get out of class. Uh, <laughs> just so happen to fucking crush it. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up getting a 96 out of 99. And yeah, the recruiter calls and he's like, hey, you know, here's this great opportunity. Tricked me like he did all of us. Um, a recruiter would never do that. No, they'd never tell you lies. <laughs> I definitely will never do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, got the call. I was literally just chilling at home. Uh, one of those you know, summer vacation days and uh, get the call saying, you know, Hey, here's this great opportunity. You can make all this money. You get this much money just for joining blah, blah, blah. All the things they told you, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I, you know, hate it here right now. And uh, this will get me out of here. And you'll give me money. Yeah. Crazy. I don't have a lot of that right now. (laughs) So, but will I ever have to take the trash out? (laughs) Literally never, dude. No, Please yeah. just sign on this dotted line. You won't even know what the fuck trash is. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Little do I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that started the whole process. Um, <clears throat> did, like I said, debt for about a year because I left a month after I graduated high school. Well, at least, like, it wasn't <clears throat> like you were having to wait for fucking ever after school was done. Like, No, yeah. I, so, I mean, it seemed like a lot at the time for you, but... That's also because I joined it like twenty three. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was old eighteen <laughs> baby straight out of high school. Yeah, dude. So did you have a co ed boot camp division or were you a uh, all dudes? All dudes, eighty nice. dudes. That's a lot, lot of, of dongs in the shower. Dude. <laughs> a lot of wieners in the shower. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a uh, good times. Good times. Of course, and of course, it, it starts off the same way because obviously we've talked to all of our Navy friends about it, and we've all shared our boot camp stories a million times. Uh, it started off the same way it did with every other division. The f- first like two, three days in the shower, everyone's eyes to the sky, no, like, you know, not trying to see anybody's wiener, not trying to make eye contact, none of that. And then by day three or four, when you're you know buddy buddy with everybody, you're just talking, shooting the shit in the shower and not caring and then there's that that one dude you, everybody just kind of shooting the shit you look over and he's you know just conversation stopper dude yeah conversation stopper because he's locked eyes on three wieners like <laughs> you're just like all right now it's awkward nah dude time to rinse off and leave we had some guys with some absolute fucking sledge style <laughs> jackhammers and uh luckily i i grew up with next to no shame but uh Oof, no, oh, buddy. Yeah. So we had uh we had this guy Mosley. We're talking <laughs> six five six six, huge prison guard black guy, uh, tatted out the ass, just scary looking dude. But you know, actually one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. <laughs> the and, intimidator. Uh, oh yeah, but he was a no shit uh prison guard or former prison guard, whatever. Uh. When I tell you the first day when he walked in and he stepped up to the shower head and he stopped moving and we all just out of the corner of our eyes saw something else just swing, keep swinging. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I, I wish I could tell you I was exaggerating. The thing was down to his knee and it was impressive. And uh, yeah, that uh, he had no shame. Oh, goodness. Uh, dog. Um, <laughs> dog. <laughs> he had no shame. Uh, didn't care if he was turning to you know rinse off a different part of a body of his body. 
that thing might hit you in the thigh, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, there's no reason to be ashamed at that point. You're no, just like at, at that point, it's a dominance thing, and if it happens to you, you you, you can't do anything about it. Like, you got to sit there and take it. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're just like, look, man, this is my fucking shower. <laughs> you're like, yes, it is. And I'm glad you let everyone know because we all knew before you apparently <laughs> wanted to let us know. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, never happened to me. Thank God. But, <laughs> but a couple people with some bad knees that happened a little earlier in life they expected oh, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Dude. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of that, and then it it was funnier when the RDCs like you know, caught wind of it and uh, would hear someone, you know, make a smart ass comment or whatever. And, you know, they start asking the probing questions and then they're like, oh yeah, Mosley hammer. And then they'd start meat <laughs> stick. They'd start like messing with them about it. You know, whenever we'd be getting PT or, you know, whenever they'd be beating us or whatever, they'd make little comments to them and stuff. And it was, it got funnier. <laughs> Just get, get your nose off the ground. Hey, my nose, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> Mostly put your third leg away. We need to. We need to go. <laughs> my dude, yeah, it was it was fucking wild for like boot camp. Like, I don't know. I I feel like the more people I talk to, the rarer I find out that co-ed divisions was. But I was in a performance division, right? So we had guys, girls, mm -hmm. right, in their own. Like separate was that compartments. The, the seven hundred divisions or nine hundred. Nine hundred. That's right. Yeah, it was. It was just really weird because like I I just saw all these divisions come in and like every performance division and stuff, and so like they're all co-ed. So I was always like, oh well, I guess it's just like a common thing. No. No. Yeah. My my division and my brother div were it was all male. Yeah. There's so many dudes. Yeah. And, uh, turns out the Navy is primarily dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It really Fun was fact. confusing to me. I didn't realize that. And then I went to school <laughs> in Charleston and, uh, it was like so many dudes that any girl that showed up, it was oh, immediately. It was the funniest thing though. Dude. It was the funniest <laughs> thing because think about it. Most nukes, it, they're on the nerds. Yeah. They're on the, you know. <laughs> Smarter side of the people joining the Navy. And they're um, also the homeschooled, and they're also the weeds. Yeah, so it God, was it, there was the people like me, you, Stu, you know, the, the people that we, you know, got along with and hung out with because we <laughs> were, were social people. Yeah, we were social. <laughs> we weren't we weren't introverted or, you know, super uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um like sheltered you know we weren't yeah like a lot of those people were uh, like you said the homeschooled kids or you know just the socially awkward kids yeah. <laughs> so you get there and you and me and our buddies that we you know friends with because we had commonalities uh you know like we liked sports and uh other people and communicating um we got there and we you know we see these girls show up with same yeah. as everyone else you get like two or three and every we, we see weeks. them and we're like oh okay look there's another person or whatever and then you get these guys that have never you know had a girlfriend or talked to a girl and then 
they just swarmed them. You'd see the girl Dude. walking down the the friggin' uh, courtyard or over by Rick over Circle and Ten 18 dudes freaking <laughs> surrounding her. Just, or in that, can I uh, carry your books? Can I carry your butthole? Can I carry your <laughs> shoes? Can I carry your did, underwear, please? Did you remember the, uh, what was the, the room, that little building that had like the pool tables and computers and stuff? Bowman's. Oh, yeah, the Bowman Center. Uh you remember yeah. that they'd go in there because they were they were brand new the new uh, in yeah you couldn't go anywhere yeah. dude and they'd <laughs> they'd just be surrounded by every dude that showed up with them. Uh, I just want to sit at a computer, please. And then, uh, hey, you can take hey, my do seat. You, do you do you want to play ping pong with me? Uh, do you want to you want to play wanna, pool? <laughs> do you want to watch this YouTube video with me? Would you like to play Xbox with me? On, uh, I got the Halo 3 disc. <laughs> What's your gamer tag? <laughs> Just, bruh. Uh, Do you want to go to the mini next? We can hold hands. Would you like to walk three miles in the fucking <laughs> scorching hot hell that is outside? I would do it for you. <laughs> Dude, hey, so we wild. have PT tomorrow. Do you want to stand next to me in formation? <laughs> Show me it's real. Can yeah. I hold your ankles for sit-ups? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> so, yeah, I fucking hated that so oh much because, like, I I was actually, because obviously, like, social people, right, you know, we we were probably not the ones trying to, like, hook up with all of these girls. Uh, I certainly was not one that was like, oh, let me hook up with, like, every one of these, like, nuke ladies. No, like, I was really good friends well, with all the them. The nuke ladies weren't exactly, you know. Uh, you know, up there. No. <laughs> but on top of that, it was one of those that I had already had, like, the sister whatever division type shit before. So I'd already dealt with co-ed stuff. And so I didn't spend two months in a room full of dudes just trying to, you know, get to the first lady that I could find to be like, will you please marry me? No, uh, yeah. That so, was another thing that was hilarious is those all those indocty uh relationships that started that were getting married, bro, you know, after two months so that they could move out of the BQs. That shit was so insane to me. And like, I thought it was because you you heard about it from, you know, your sweet mate or roommate or whatever that had my been there roommate a little got bit. fucking married <laughs> to like some like actual whale, oh basically. Uh, and they would do it just for the like so that they could move but like so he didn't get married to he got married to a civilian right yeah. it was like his high school sweetheart or something yes. and her mom looked younger than she did bro i don't know what the fuck was going on that bitch's skincare regiment must have been <laughs> immaculate for your mom to look younger than you and you are like you ate your mom scary oh god bruh scary but what was crazy is like my I fucking hated my roommate so fucking much. I loved mine. I have, was the funniest guy I've ever met in my life. I'm glad you had a great time, dude. <laughs> I had I had the biggest weeb, oh, the stankingest dude, never had done anything in his life, was a like 25-year-old man who had not even had a fucking driver's license. Jesus. Was a fucking child. No, dude, right. mine, mine was great. Oh, Johnny Swanson, man. He, uh, <laughs> he was one week ahead of me in A school, so he... I, I mean, he wasn't there much longer than me, but he always had, you know, oh, hey, this t test is coming up. Oh, hey. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to be doing this next week, blah, 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 you know, just one week ahead. So that was always nice. And then also super chill down to earth guy 
funnier and all hell, but like the kind of funny where he's not trying to be. He just the shit he says and does is it's just good. Yeah, it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, and you know, neither one of us was like a video game player. You know, no, I mean, I I played, I, but like, but I'm saying like those those guys that would stay up no, till three in the morning fuck in their no, fucking dude. armoire blasting their shit or whatever, yelling at their TV. No, no I, neither one of us was like that. We literally just we would like go out and like eat places and do shit. And then like when we were in our room, we'd either be talking to like someone from back home or talking to each other and then, you know, passing out. Uh, and then, yeah, it was just, it was super chill thing we had. And eventually uh, I think it was towards more towards power school. He, you know, he got, he finally married his go- girlfriend from back home. Cause he was from uh, Rhode Island uh, and moved out. So then I had the BQ to myself and then right after that, actually about the same time, both of our suite mates graduated. So I had both rooms to myself. That was pretty tight. How long did that last? Almost my entire power school. Bro. Yeah. That's a fucking win. Yeah. I... The only thing that sucked was they took the Wi-Fi with them when they left. So I just had to use my phone signal. But even then, like I said, I didn't play video games or anything like that. I just used my phone. Yeah. I mean, I played a little bit, but... It definitely was not like, I'm trying to be a pro gamer and no. <laughs> stupid I, shit like that. I, I went to the gym every day, dude. Me and me and Hargis, we literally go to the gym every fucking day. Like, yeah. zero rest days, baby. I don't look like it now, but I <laughs> was... I bagged my wife and she thought she won, but she was so wrong. <laughs> she was so wrong. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> the, uh, I remember I... I would go off and on, not religiously. Uh, you know, it'd be one of those I'd go for like a week, like steady for a week, and then I'd stop, and then I'd go back for a week, and then and I'd then stop. like, oh, hey, let's play some intramural soccer. Fuck yeah, let's yeah, do it. And it, w- it would always be things like that. I'd always get distracted or, you know, bored with or whatever. That I didn't really get into working out until got to the ship and like deployment time. It's true. Uh, and that was when I finally busted out of that school super skinny 150 pound bro you know high school kid stage i feel that yeah and then uh we went to the old brody d type dude so good old so brody rough, type dude. i just remember like day ones right there fucking deck really had us set up deck <laughs> was probably the most fun two three months ever of our entire like <laughs> of my entire time in the navy i think that my my best most fun like actual at work time had to be dick oh yeah just between like you're mowing the grass with the boys and well yeah because we were aside from the because there were what you know 15 16 of us yeah and I think so a rather small group and then only i'd say you know Four or five of that group were kind of introverted, not really, you know, part of the boys. Dude, boys, we had, and then everybody else was at the frat house every every weekend <laughs> partying with us. Oh my god! So yeah, the three story lake house was a major fucking key. Oh yeah, uh, your place during deck was the the place to be on that Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, I just remember like showing up to work. Booing with the boys, and I mean, I think, yeah, there. I think there was only maybe like three or four of us that 
just never was like coming out to hang out. Yeah. Everyone else, we were like all drinking buddies. Oh yeah. Uh, and there like, was always things to talk about at work because of it. We were just all part of the same group. <laughs> it worked. You, you took the same person, you made like 10 or 12 of that person and you're like, all right. Get some motherfucking work done, and we fucking ham jammed work. I oh, feel like yeah. we never really stayed past like eleven o'clock at those days, and like I was always able to go to the gym like oh, yeah. for like four hours at that point. That's where I really like dialed it in for me. And then uh, Garcia gets fit. <laughs> yeah, that was when Garcia gets fit was a thing, not <laughs> what it is now, <laughs> which has no relation. It was always fun too. Like we never knew what we were doing. Uh, when we showed up, you know, we we'd get there what seven seven thirty. No, know, and then they'd be like, we'd hey. all go into that little break room on the barge, and we'd just be chilling till everybody got eating there. Breakfast, dude. We'd be yeah. eating breakfast every fucking day. We'd just day. be chilling, and then you know, at some point or another, boats would come walking in and be like, "All right, this is what we're doing today. We're doing some dumb shit." Yeah, uh, and it'd be light bulbs. Uh, it would all yeah. <laughs> it would always be some random shit, and it was always different. All right, today's a yard work day, and then we'd all just. Hit that Connex box full of fucking mowers and weed eaters. Do and- your damnedest to get a fucking weed eater oh, so you didn't have God. to fucking mow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, yeah. But we were always finished. Painting quick. that one fucked up bathroom. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> fucking somebody went in there. Did that bathroom fucking explode yeah. one day? <laughs> yeah. I was like, remember? Because we, we worked on it for like three days. And, uh. It was that first and second day, and then that third day, we walked in, and it just smelled like absolute shit. We walk around, and there was that one that one stall that was it's just- fucking been annihilated. Yeah, it, it like backed up all over the place, like the entire floor, everything, and yeah. they still wanted us to paint it. We like, were like, yeah, make right, sure you paint this uh, shit. Yeah, you, you five, you go take care of that. We're going to be in the barge. Yeah. That's the day you're like, ah, I think I'm going to take the government truck today and go get some gas. <laughs> Dude, what was that? What was that building? It was like building 300 or some random shit that was on the other side of base. Yeah. And uh, we just all went there one day and they're like, all right, yeah, we're just going to clear out this random ass parking lot full of bullshit. And- yeah. We've only got like uh, 26 Connex boxes full of shit from like 40 years ago. Uh, take what you want, but then throw the rest of it in another dumpster that's going to be sitting there for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> you know, we went into that one building and it was just also full of shit and they had us like rearranging the shit to different spots, not actually doing anything. Literally not a, doing a damn thing. A Moving- full days of work. And then we accomplished absolutely nothing. <laughs> Move shit from the left side to the right side. <laughs> and, and make all of this shit just looked like different shit. And, uh, yeah, so that was another full day's work. It was fucking wild. That accomplished absolutely nothing. And then we all fucking bonded, trauma bond together <laughs> during fucking hurricane, baby. Loved hurricane. So, uh, living in Charleston, obviously, in the, in the deep south, where uh, <laughs> hurricanes can actually be a thing, uh, so they have like they contingency don't handle it plans. like Florida, like no, Florida. They don't get drunk and party. Yeah, there's a hurricane coming. Tight, get the keg. Yeah, no. The, this place was like, oh, it's a hurricane. It might actually flood stuff, and so they just like send people out. And what's crazy is they got paid 
to yeah. leave for a week. I got to pay like three thousand fucking dollars to leave for like a week, a free leave. Like, oh, wait, how much did you get paid? <laughs> zero. Not a fucking penny. We were on deck, so we got the good deal of zero dollars and having to stay. And the week before that week was. Oh yeah, Hell 18 week. hour fucking days of moving big ass like building barges up and down this fucking river the in Charleston. Co- was that the Cooper River? Yeah, Cooper. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. So. Either way. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh fucking. yeah, and those wenches that were uh, supposed to work didn't. Fuck that, dude. The original winch that we built with this building that we knew was going to be in the water. For 80 years, whatever. Use it one time. And uh, then the second time it's ever going to get used, a bunch of fucking hopped up ass like retards who (laughs) are just stronger than fuck because they got young bodies. You guys are going to figure it out. Yeah. So we manually rotated these winches for- you know, 15, 16 hours a day <laughs> Bro, on these barges so to lift bad. concrete blocks out of the water. Yeah. Good fucking times. Bro. It was absolutely wild. The best part of that, though, I will say it was like running the tugs. If oh, you were yeah. on tug, if you're on tug duty, that shit was cool as fuck. Cause oh, I was yeah. just standing on the back of the tugboat for like two days, just like <laughs> rolling around, like, how's it going, boys? And we're literally just back and forth in it between people and then like pushing the bars. Yeah, meanwhile, like, all the guys that are sitting there rotating the fucking wenches are <laughs> like, your fuck ass you. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part about tug duty was the very first day of tug duty, we moved floating security fence for oh i do remember that Uh, because that was like you and Stu. yeah because Stu almost got knocked off of it because uh we had the tug out and we had the speedboat Mm -hmm. and the other deck guy like the adults right in quotations uh had taken the speedboat Mm -hmm. and they were just riding around cutting donuts (laughs) in the river or some shit and uh they literally caused a wake that about bounced Stu right off of a fucking security fence. Yeah, I remember and- <laughs> that first day. It was it, so bad. Because we went home and Stu was just sunburnt to shit. Bro, I was crispier than fuck. Yeah, because y'all were out there. You you didn't have your blouses on. It was just, you know, the, the float no, coat literally- and then your undershirt. No covers, nothing. My arms were purple, like, for the rest of time. That shit sucked so oh, bad. Yeah. I was such an angry, angry boy. Doge. Go lay down. Go on, dog. Um, Just punch her right in the face. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. If you hear a yelp, ignore it. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. man. That was... was, And still, uh, like I said earlier, uh, I would still trade any of those days for the days now, like, yeah, it, some of those days sucked, but it was just a different kind of suck. It was it was better. It was definitely a, a better different for sure. I think that also like that was we were still like pretty young and dumb and just getting absolutely fucking shwasty yeah, boys on the about weekend. Being, what eighteen, nineteen, and just chilling with your buds, know. dude. Yeah, just chilling with your buds. You were we were doing grunt work, but at the same time, it like who cares? We were still getting paid to 
show up to work, bro. We were hanging out with our buddies. We were getting paid pretty well at the time. I feel like compared to like what we were doing. I mean, most weeks, I think our our tiger team of people worked like four hours a day. It was the worst days, like week after week on average. And yeah, we were getting paid like ridiculous money to just yeah that drink what was and it? go E4, to the gym. E four pay at the time would be age. Yeah, with BAH. And Wild. a lot of us were splitting it. So yeah, like, when I, you have- I know I was only paying like 600 bucks of that BAH, and we were getting, what, 1,200 bucks? At least. Yeah. And so, I mean, we were making good money for comparatively to what we were doing. You know, like I said, showing up to work and, hey, Bro, go mow the grass. The, or- tra- <laughs> the trap house. $1,500 a month. Split. Four dudes in yeah. that motherfucker. It was you crazy. You remember Mitchum? I will never forget Mitchum. <laughs> that one was of, the, a, that one was of a, the greatest roommates I have ever seen in my life, That was an interesting character. Bro, uh, the only, I think the only thing that my wife ever was kind of even annoyed about with Mitchum was he turned, so obviously like we bought just the rattiest fucking shit for the house, right? <laughs> yeah. I bought my two couches for like 50 bucks. I remember the, the black, black leather, leather couches. Sold those bad boys for 250. All right. Nice. Five X profit. <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> and then, uh, the ones that I left with Holdren, uh, it was like the shitty plush couch and this chair. They were like 25 bucks. I think for both of them passed out on those quite a few times. Yeah. The, the ones that didn't stick to you when you <laughs> fell asleep on them. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> But Mitchum would use the chair every fucking day, and then he turned the entire space around the chair, because we put it in the corner, uh, into his fucking personal pantry. (laughs) So he would literally have, like, two loaves of bread, a a canister of jelly, a canister of peanut butter, and, like, five fucking open family-sized fucking bags of flaming Hot Cheetos. (laughs) I'm like, none of this works together, first off. Also... What the fuck are you doing with, like, all this fucking food sitting next to this fucking chair? And we would literally watch – he would literally watch uh, Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) I think we watched every fucking episode of Survivor in the time that he was in the house. And we watched a bunch of strongman competitions. And then I think he started – Oh, yeah, because he was super into the gym. I remember that. Bro. That him man and his came balls alive. Of beans and rice. You remember that? Oh my god! Just I taught him how to cook. Just plain white rice and beans, bland as shit. No sauce, nothing. Bro, just you have to understand. Plain beans and rice. I don't know how the fuck he ate because he had that big ass dude. That bowl was huge, and he ate one of those like every day. Dude. I I would. I don't even know, dude. It was like prison food, but worse. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, <laughs> he, when we first moved in, he did not know how to cook anything. All right. We bought a crock pot and a rice cooker. And so, and I had like some pots and pans and shit that I had, like, me and Holdren went all in. We spent like all of our first like three paychecks. Jesus. Just on shit for the house. And then we would spend each like half of our month paychecks just for like liquor, obviously keeping up, keeping up the stream and supply. But Mitchum literally would eat. I taught him how to cook eggs. I taught him how to cook bacon. (laughs) 
And then, uh, obviously, the other two parts of this scenario were pretty self-explanatory, right? Because uh, you put the beans in the fucking crock pot for a couple hours because he used black beans for a while and then he swapped to um, pinto beans, mm-hmm. but he used dry beans, so you had oh, okay. to fucking soak that shit. Yeah. So he just put it in for like a full cycle and then as soon as it was done cooking, he would take a fucking shitload of it, throw it on top of the rice that he puts in the rice cooker every morning into this massive like fucking five gallon bucket that he would carry to fucking <laughs> yeah. work every day and eat out of. <laughs> and then uh It was impressive. Bro. Every day, fucking six eggs and a pound of bacon for breakfast. Jesus. He was a dinosaur though. I mean I like mean, he was a big dude. It made total fucking sense because he was a fucking dinosaur, but still ridiculous, right? Also just Anyone that can eat that amount of plain rice and beans with no seasoning, no no sauce. He nothing. did. All right. In his defense, right? At first, it was just plain rice and plain beans, which was fucking disgusting. And I would never do that <laughs> with no seasoning. He started buying because obviously he didn't know like seasonings, how yeah. to do that. Big introvert white guy, super not like. Not very out there, personality-wise. skilled in the world. Yeah. One of the smartest motherfuckers you've ever met, but not good at life. life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, he, to spice it up, he would literally buy, like, jars of salsa. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, the paste, like, picante salsa (laughs) shit. And he would just fucking, like, take, like, a chunky salsa or some shit, pour it in there. He started chopping up, like, bell peppers and, like, stuff like that. He started- It got better. It got better over time. But by better over time, I mean he had a 50-pound bag of rice in the corner. And a 50-pound sack of beans. (laughs) Like, go to a feed store and- throw the shit over your big ass shoulders and then carry that shit to your house and then cook it over time. He ended up buying two big ass bags of rice and two big ass bags of beans. This man's ate a hundred pounds of rice and a hundred pounds of beans in like eight months. Wild. Monster. That dude is a fucking, he's my hero. All right. He's, a serial he's my killer. fucking hero. <laughs> he's a serial killer. This dude also, gigantic white dude, loved 40s like no one I've ever met in my life. The homeboy, 40s? Dude, homeboy would drink an old English with zero fucking like care in the world. Loved it. Preferred it. This man, Insane. like, because obviously we had that gas station right next to the house, right? So beer runs, always there. easy day he also had that like weird awkward humor that was funnier in hell because he didn't he didn't know he was being funny but he was no he like he would be serious sometimes too and it was hilarious yeah because we would we would just be you know insert whatever scenario and he would just say something and be serious as all get out but we all thought he was joking, and then he wouldn't understand why what he said was funny, why and that just made it cackling. <laughs> that just made it fucking funnier because he'd he'd sit there confused while we're sitting there pissing our pants, laughing, and just not knowing why. It was it was the funniest thing. Yeah. So I remember we would get him two old Englishes, and the first one he would ham jam, like basically shotgun in old English. And the second one, without fail, he would drink about half of it and start pouring liquor into it. <laughs> uh, but by pour liquor into it, he would 
steal your drink and pour <laughs> it in there. And then you'd steal another person's drink that was not the same drink that you were having and pour that into his already half of a 40. Iron stomach. Dude, <laughs> the greatest big old tummy of all time. I don't know how that man did not die, like, legitimately. Shit was fucking nuts. Yeah. Good times. Dude, between all of us, every person had their thing. Landivar? Remember Landivar? Julio well, Caesar. Yeah. Yes. Landy. Uh, saw him once or twice uh, when I got out here. Uh, oh, he's out here? Yeah, he's here. Oh, brother. Um, so much that I need to, I need to find him. I need to talk to him. Uh, yeah, there was there's uh, him. Who else did we have? We had... We had six who became uh, all officer. Right. Yeah, Rip. He's an officer forever. Uh, Holdren who went spoo. Yep. Who was he, uh, who was bartender Holdren until he got too blitzed to make shots anymore. No, he would not be too blitzed to make shots. It's just he would not make shots with anything other than a straight liquor pour. <laughs> and you're like the shots just bro. got progressively <laughs> yeah. worse. The shots progressively <laughs> killed you faster, and that was literally all there was left. Like it would he would just be a heavy pour. And eventually, when you're pouring solo cups worth of alcohol, and you're like, "Yeah, it's a shot." Like, oh my god, we'd always song. reach that every, every single weekend. We would reach that point where he'd come around with a tray of shots, and it was it would always start off. He'd have like some pretty good shots, kamikazes, dude. He would he would he would make good ones, and uh, and then towards the end of the night, we'd reach that point where he'd walk around with just a bunch of shot glasses full of Everclear. <laughs> And then oh, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't know what the hell you were getting yourself into because even though you knew it happened every weekend, by that point you were too fucking blitzed to really think about it. Bro. You would just grab it, take the shot, and then you know hate your fucking die. life because you just took a shot of straight Everclear. You would, you would die. Oh my god! And then he's sitting there just busting his ass laughing. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is the only reason we even had Everclear in. The house. Jungle juice? The jungle juice, dude. He would make- The the famous jungle juice. Straight 40% like alcohol by volume and yet- But you didn't know it and would just fuck you up. (laughs) Everyone would crush because it was like five gallon buckets of jungle juice, right? I remember I'd show up and, you know, between the first like- 18 jello shots because it was always a fridge full of jello shots. Dude would make like 500 jello shots for a fucking like party of like (laughs) maybe 20 people in the house. Yeah, but (laughs) somehow we'd end up going through all of them them. because, you know, we'd play one game of beer pong and do 15 jello shots. (laughs) So bad, dude. And then, you know, you drink two cups of jungle juice and, you know, you're an hour into the party and you're on your ass. (laughs) And then it just gets progressively worse. And then there's that one night and you know what was it like january or february when it's 25 degrees out Bro. and someone decides hey let's all take our Polar clothes off plunge. and jump in this lake on the back side of the house fuck we that. all we all jumped in and immediately <laughs> regretted our decision <laughs> bro i we're all fighting each other trying to get up the ladder <laughs> oh my god yeah and then uh i remember My stomach hurts just like about all this shit. So it was the night that uh, what was the kid's name? He fell asleep on the couch, like the black couch, and Mitchum was just absolutely trashed, right? And he starts like 
yelling and screaming and then he like full wrestler style picks up our one of our foldy chairs and just brings it down on a homeboy's head and just oh my god i don't remember this bro it was so wild i so i was upstairs at the time but i heard like metal hit something else (laughs) that did not sound metal and i come downstairs and they're like um you know mitchum went full wrestler mode because he got too trashed <laughs> we're just like wait what <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about right now <laughs> it's crazy and uh yeah no the kid turned out fine but that shit was so <laughs> the guy on. didn't die so you know we're good weren't dead not even concussed <laughs> his head probably hurt a little it probably wasn't the chair's fault <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, man. dude De- should- deck days were fun and then I remember we started we started back in training. Uh, oh, we, st- yeah. we actually started prototype that rotating shift work, and then just immediately missed deck life. Begged to go back to deck. <laughs> like, how, how, what, what do I have it to take? do to get rolled back? <laughs> just so bad. What can I do for another two months of deck? Oh God, man, that was like you said. It was just. Chilling with the boys every day, doing fucking grunt work, and then you know, we'd go home by you know eleven, twelve, and just chill. Yeah, you didn't have to think about anything. That was like the best part, I think. Yeah, because we were just like, oh, eventually we're gonna go to train again, so I mean, might as well just chill out, bull with the boys. Oh yeah. And then you missed the Christmas party, right? I know the onesie party because <laughs> I went to Florida. Oh my god! Yeah, that was. You literally missed the greatest party, I think, in that house, because I think more people chum the water than was ever possible. No, yeah, I, uh, I remember hearing about how I missed out for like two, three weeks after that. Hargis, I, I had a good time in Florida. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus, I the next two, three weeks were just nonstop. Like, oh, this happened at the party. Oh, you missed this. All this happened, and I was just like, fuck. I remember Hargis got so trashed that he was late to his engagement pictures, like, the <laughs> next fucking day. Like, Rough. Like, they were doing pre-wedding, like, engagement pictures and all this shit, and uh, he was supposed to be in North Carolina at, I think it was like 10 o'clock. He woke up at 9.30. Oh, he didn't make it? No. <laughs> he was like four or five hours away. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he got a big tight screaming at because uh homeboy they had paid a photographer a lot of money for that sesh. Yeah. Bro, it was fucking nuts. Honestly, it, like absolutely. But, I mean it's sure. all it's all good now because it's a lasting relationship, so it'll it'll be fine. But yeah. Literally shit. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Like the training part kind of sucked, right? We were we were having to do the thing, right? Yeah, whatever. Rotating it, shift work, 12-hour days. The biggest thing that sucked there was when we hit that two-month friggin' maintenance hold. Yeah. And, and we you, were steaming limited and couldn't do anything besides show up to work and- Sit for 12 s- hours? Sit there and then leave, yeah. <laughs> Every single one of us was like, you know, 10, 12% ahead. And then, Exponentially yeah, delinquent. Like, yeah, and then that- maintenance period hit we were all steaming limited so the only thing we could do was sit and wait for it to be operational again and then slowly and steadily we all just 
dipped further and further behind the curve because they didn't adjust it until after the maintenance period. Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting there looking like pieces of shit because we're, you know, 20, 30% dink. I mean, it's all good, though. We still finished. I finished on time. Yeah, I finished early. But somehow, by the grace of fucking God, passed my uh, final oral board. Yeah, and then we ended up same fucking shit, baby. Went to Washington State. <laughs> Washington. Just bulled out with the boys. and then Yeah, because you, you got there before I did because the fucking, remember they fucked up my orders leaving Prototype. Well, sorry. They didn't fuck up my orders. They had the little, you know, yeoman freaking, uh, like the brand new yeoman that was there for, you know, two A weeks. Yeah, uh, they called, uh, they called, because they, remember they had us all in that room together. And then they started going alphabetically, and the first two people in the alphabet were Cavallaro and Cooley. And so they called us to the admin office, and they were doing it all by pencil, uh, oh, you know, person by person. Orders yeah, up, and so the, the little, you know, yeoman that had been there since breakfast freaking takes our orders, and he's like, so you get like 30 days, and, you know... So they were supposed to put 30 days from that day, but we convinced him to put 30 days from our graduation day, which was, you know, two weeks later. Uh, so he did that. And then we go back to that room that we were all sitting in. And then that's when that, you know, first class yeoman came in that had been in the oh, Navy for like, you know, 30 nice. years uh, came in and he was like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to do this different. And he calls everyone up to get their orders stamped, you know, at the same time. Yeah, and, I remember we were all sitting around the the round tables and just signing dumb shit. Yeah, everyone like, everyone's sitting okay. there writing the dates that he's telling them to write. Uh, but Cavallaro and I are sitting there, you know, we're looking at each other. And he tells everybody to write a date that's, you know, two weeks prior to the date that we just had, you know, written in pen and signed by a yeoman. <laughs> Uh, so we're sitting there and we're like, yo, we're not changing this shit. Uh, cause we just got, you know, another two extra weeks and, uh, good deals, baby. Yeah. So we're sitting there and we see everybody get up and go stand in this line to get their order stamped. And we're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll sit here and just wait for this to die down. Yeah. And, uh, that's why you showed up at like, you know, what, June 3rd or something? Yeah. Somewhere like that. Yeah. And showed up June 16th. That was that was a good time. It was so crazy because, like, I remember so many of us ended up in Washington State for whatever reason. And, like, at one point, you were on the couch at our uh, apartment. Yeah, because I, uh, I hadn't starred yet, so I didn't have BAH to get my own place yet. Yeah. And, and uh, Hudson was on, like, the, the, love seat yeah, most the small couch. <laughs> Which was like, funny as shit because he's six five, <laughs> so tall. And he's literally just flopped over like a beagle. Both, both like ends of him are hanging off the ends of the couch. Nate oh, was man. like sometimes there laying on the floor. I was on even... the couch every night for like the first like two months I was there. That was my my bedroom. Yeah, the, that dude. corner of the living room was Tim my bedroom. bedroom, baby. And then uh, yeah, Mitchell and Nate would just take turns. On that love seat, which you know, if whoever stayed the night, dude, it was yeah. it was a fucking sausage fest in the house for a <laughs> hot minute. My wife not happy. I so just remember, <laughs> Cooley, 
Close your eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to go through here. Got to get to the laundry room. Yeah, she, she'd have to run to the laundry room. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, let me know when I can open my eyes. And it'd be like five minutes later, I'm still eyes closed because she went back in the bedroom and didn't tell me. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you still there? Can I open my eyes? Please. I was always terrified to open them too soon. Never <laughs> kill me. Yeah, man. This shit was fucking wild. Come home and she's got a note on the fridge that says like, hey, there's pizza bombs. Help yourself. And then I eat a container's worth. Literally a family's worth. (laughs) (laughs) I still, to this day, will never understand how you ate a family size, basically like homemade batch of pizza bombs by yourself in one sitting, basically. I had Game of Thrones on and I was just mindlessly snacking just your mindlessly <laughs> i had the, the container of marinara i had the big ass container of pizza bombs and you know just episode after episode until they were gone and i was sitting there not understanding where all the pizza bombs went <laughs> just doing the swirl method like <laughs> not looking down yet trying to oh, i know there's a fucking bomb in here <laughs> you had to look down and be like oh fuck it's empty the funniest shit was when she came home <laughs> And, you know, I was just like, hey, thanks for the pizza bones. And she's like, do you, do you eat them all? <laughs> all of them? Oh, well, yeah. Coley, there was like 30. <laughs> Oof. I don't feel any less fat from that one, but uh, still did it. <laughs> or just sitting there eating an entire row, an entire line of chips only in one sitting. Dude. Oh, God. The good days. Before that made me fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been nice to at least know what that would feel like. Yeah. I smell cake and I gain five pounds, dude. <laughs> it's fucking so sad. When I could eat 5,000 calories in a sitting and, you know, not hate myself. <laughs> dude, it's all right, though. You got to work it out on the old deployment. Oh, yeah. Dude, how wild was your fucking, like, deployment area? Like like the stuff that you did on deployment. Like what's some of the like wild shit you did out there? Uh, like I mean, Thailand I when we got the mansion for four days. I mean, I wrote. I know elephant. you've heard the 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 Thailand stories. They've come through the grapevine. <laughs> I mean, some of which I can't of, repeat. A lot of people went to like the weird like ping pong shows and shit. I no, I, I, I saw I enough of that on that. people's Snapchat stories and. Also, just had zero interest yeah. whatsoever because it sounded pretty fucking gross. I mean, I had already seen a child come out of my wife watching a golf ball come out of another girl. Didn't seem that well, cool. Also, personal preference, I'm not attracted to you know Asian or Oriental women. So I mean, that really does mess with the whole flow of Thailand yeah, so, there. So. <laughs> so not exactly my uh, my cup of tea. A and then B, just like I said, not really interested in uh in that. What I was interested after, you know, forty, forty five days of being out to sea, what I was interested in was getting fucking hammered in the uh the Thailand Bro. villa blasting music and just partying with the boys. There was so many villas out there, like literally whole ass resorts. Oh yeah. Also cheap as fuck because we were rich as shit in Thailand. Yeah, I mean, when the when the currency exchange is thirty three to one, you know, we're sitting and you know things are all. Not only is the currency currency rate, you know, 
stupid crazy like that uh also everything is still dirt cheap as well i will never forget i still have videos of jeff eating a cockroach wrapped it in a piece of pizza that's right and ate the cockroach dude and it was the oh it's so gross it was a beefy fucking cockroach we're not talking some little like nightcrawler you see we're talking about across the room style we're talking cockroach. this thing is like like hold out your thumb and that's prehistoric the crustacean yeah this thing was surviving a nuclear blast <laughs> yeah because we see this thing crawling across the table someone like smacks it real quick so it you know it's stunned but not dead falls on the ground and jeff just picks this thing up and you know all you know we're all drunken sitting there eat it eat it <laughs> And he's just Dude. sitting there holding it, and it's still twitching because it's still fucking alive. It's just stunned. <sighs> and, uh, you know, we're sitting there telling him how much money we're going to, like, give him if he does it. And then he Ooh. eventually wraps it in the, you know, front part of a piece of pizza and crunches down on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, dude. So I still so see those videos and just, oh, God. Dude, you being on, like, drill team during deployment really, like, made things hard because i was like i was like all right well i guess we're just not gonna ever be on watch but then when you were on watch or like when you were doing drills and shit and i always had the drill watch i was like dude at least i'll probably get to see tim earl today it's gonna be fucking sick <laughs> dude that was being on drill team it was, was the, the best hookup hooker dude deployment. oh my god it i don't know what it was because if you weren't on drill team you thought it was the worst deal like everyone had, and even even me, everyone had this preconceived thing that drill team sucked. Like it was ten the worst. hours of watch. No yeah, hard, but like you? everyone's just you. Th- you think it's the worst thing ever, and then you know, early into deployment because I uh, I was already senior in rate and everything. It was only a couple months into deployment before I went to drill team because uh, I took over for Escada. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And I forget what it was, but eventually, I think it was just the plant was getting stupid at the time. And I was like, fuck it. I'll go to drill team. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then soon you realize that even when you're running double drill sets, when when you're running drills, it's not the same as stand and watch. Like, there's no logs. There's none of that dumb shit. Like, it's literally you're, just- you're with your boys. <laughs> And you're on your own drill team friggin' radio channel talking shit the whole time. Like, there's no formality. It's like you just get to say whatever the fuck. And then also when the officers and, you know, everybody in charge is also talking shit and, you know, just everyone's, oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> everyone's just, you know, everyone's on the same same level there. It, it's so much better. And then also being in charge of the plant, like, it was actually pretty cool. On top of like all that, I think the set schedule oh, yeah. drills are run at the same fucking time every fucking night, and like yeah, you stay s- up all night, you sleep all fucking day. And, and then there was the there was all the small perks too that people didn't think about, like every single GQ when everybody at the most inconvenient fucking times had to go do GQ. Uh, our GQ stations was our racks. We just stayed and go slept. Go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then like you said, the set schedule every single day run drills and we would eat every meal that was another thing that was great is like when i actually got into the workout routine because you know hooks and taylor they worked out all the time so it was easy for me to get into it yeah doing you just it with roll them. with them and when you're with people other people that consistently go it's 
it's easy to, you know, keep that motivation alive. So, yeah, we freaking, you know, we ate every single meal, got multiple plates every time. Uh, we're working out, you know, twice a day, running drills, sleeping. It was, you get it was nice. Wrecked, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was dude. the only time, in, the first time in my life I actually started gaining weight. <laughs> got big and beefy, bro. And, uh, yeah. And then deployment was over. And then you, uh, then COVID happened. Yeah. You picked up a hell of a fucking covid hobby brother yeah the the woodworking yeah tell me about this two sailors of wood thing because how did that how did that come about because i just kind of saw you go like hey i'm doing this thing and then a bang 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 bang, bang, (laughs) here's the the actual work dude Uh, wild so start so i'm like you said covid happened so you know fucking bored uh there's not really much to do everything shut down uh you're at home a lot more yeah, not and, allowed um, to go anywhere, do shit. Like, suck, man. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, Matt and Mitchell built their bar. Uh, you know, they did the whole resin thing and everything, and it was pretty cool. Uh, and literally, just one day, I was like, "Man, I need a coffee table. I want to do the resin thing." Because you know, you, you see all the videos, and for months, I had been seeing you know the resin videos on Facebook. Or, yeah, they're you know, like whatever. Every, they're everywhere, everywhere, and. Uh, I've always thought that shit was cool. It's super cool to watch. And uh, finally, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do that. And I was like, you know, Matt Mitchell did it. So, like, I'll hit them up, you know, get the do's and don'ts and whatnot. Because even though they only did it once, like, you know, they still can tell me what problems they ran into. So, uh, so yeah, Matt came over and <clears throat> we, like, we went to the, a guy up in Cape Charles, got the wood and everything, ordered the epoxy and we just did the project, did the coffee table, came out. I mean, you've seen the pictures, you've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's dope. It's uh, came out awesome, and it was super fun to do. Uh, and we're do we were doing it with you know, the bare minimum tools. Uh, I say you guys probably <clears throat> did it with just a skeleton crew of shit. Yeah, like we definitely not the amount of shit you need, and uh, you know, just another learning experience. We uh, we ran into problems with that one, and you know, fixed them and everything like that. Uh, realized how fucking fun it was, and we're like, you know, we could start doing this a lot more. Hell yeah! And um, so yeah, it just kind of turned into like we were posting pictures and doing other small stuff. Like I made those uh, made cornhole boards and you know X Y Z other things, small things. Started doing uh, a couple cutting boards and you know really just small shit, nothing crazy. And, uh, you know, we realized cause we would post pictures, you know, yeah. little, little things to our, you know, Snapchat story or Instagram or whatever. And, uh, realized that there's a ton of people, ton of our friends and whatnot, uh, that like really get a kick out of that. And, uh, also a lot of people that were interested in us making stuff for them. So we're like, Hey, you know, obviously like we could actually, turn this into something we could actually you know make make, some money make a little money and you know actually you know also you know help out friends like uh like i said i uh or like you said i'm doing your podcast table and um yeah we you know it's gonna be sick as fuck oh yeah we're pretty stoked so yeah and then two sailors with wood was born (laughs) and uh, (laughs) just just me and matt uh, you know, slowly we uh, 
started getting more and more uh equipment and the right tools that we needed and when when you have you know all the all the big tools and equipment and everything you need to actually do the work it makes the the work a lot more fun to do a lot quicker and easier and yeah and you run into less fucking issues that less piss of the you bullshit, off yeah. yeah uh so yeah and now we've got the the business and now that it's starting to warm up we can cuz you can't really do the epoxy stuff in the cold cuz it doesn't cure right but um you know, especially now in the new house, uh, I've got that big Bro, ass shop. You have a fucking big ass shop in your house. Oh yeah, it, so that's gonna be super nice. Um, and now that it's starting to, you know, not be so goddamn cold. Um, Let's hope it stays that way, dude. It's been so. it's been getting real fucking wild lately. We can uh, we can start doing the the epoxy stuff because as it is right now, we're doing a dining table for matt's wife's parents and then we're also doing uh senior mapes's dining table and then senior harris uh wanted a like a big ass bar top done uh for his backyard that he's doing yeah see you're gonna be busy for and those are a long uh, time there's some some big projects and big epoxy projects i mean you know good money so. big monkey and then yeah, uh, other things is just you know picking shit up off of like Facebook Marketplace and easily just you know sanding them down, refinishing them, and turning them for profit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is you you pretty much started a business that will encompass as much free time as you let it, and like and it's it, I mean what else would I be doing with that free time? Like I don't really play video games. I don't you know. I don't really do shit else. So well, I mean, less chips ahoy's, if anything. In yeah. all honesty. <laughs> so I mean, all all it's gonna do is instead of wasting time, you know, scrolling through social media or whatever the hell I would be doing watching TV, uh, I'm doing something that's gonna just make extra money. Not while I'm not at work. Yeah, for me, I picked up a passion project through uh, COVID. It's this. It's this. <laughs> this is so, dope too dude building a full home studio or like planning one has been like the biggest stress of the last like month of my life <laughs> but as soon as it's fucking we sick though yeah once i figure out the dimensions based on like because we're looking at houses and shit and as soon as i finally get orders it's gonna be a whole different scenario right because no. then i'll know where to buy a house i'll know like whatever room i decide to pick is like the studio for the house I'm just going to go full ham, just beef it up, make right. it all pretty and nice. And I'll have and your table looking premier, real nice. Dude. It's going to be, that's that buy local, stay local, baby. That's yeah. It's, it's going to be premier, dude. I'm going to get all the video stuff together. We're going to throw shit on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a whole different level. But it's going to be... Sucks you're you're gonna be, you know, far as shit, but Yeah, that's the part that I, I think honestly like is crazy because I, I didn't really feel that bad leaving like the the pipeline to go to see because it was like all of my favorite people from the pipeline were literally all in Washington with me. Like, yeah, my, minus there was a, a few. There was like, yeah, like, there's like one or two or three people here and there that you're like, oh, man, it'd been really cool to see that guy or that guy or that girl or like these people, right? But for the most part, like a lot of the core group of the boys, like 
all just kind of picked up and moved to Washington. And then even like a couple fewer you take away, right? But a bunch of us ended up on the same exact like place. So it, yeah. it was just it was super sick, man. And then now we had, you know, the Washington State all the way to Virginia. So now everyone that we missed on the back of the front end, we just got to catch on the back end. Yeah. Because we're all like right here. Yeah. People like Stu that went to Virginia and we didn't see him until we came here. Yeah. No, I uh, I actually hit that first one uh, was when we went from power school to prototype because every almost every single person I hung out with in like that was in my group oh, went, went to New, New York. York. So like Fuck, my dude. my I yeah, literally the only the only two people I really hung out with that stayed were Angela and Stu. And uh I was living with them at the time, because uh, we got kicked out of the BQs. Yeah. So I just moved in with them. Um so yeah, that was that was the first one for me. And then obviously all the friends I made in prototype and deck like you said we all went to washington so that wasn't that bad of a yeah of a deal and then uh the next worst part was just seeing all the guys you uh you like got close to on you know from being on the ship and like deployment and stuff like slowly leave um and then yeah so I mean, think about it. Majority of the people that you were close with are gone now because you're one of the most Bro, senior guys. Bro, when you're the old guy in like- Every, Everyone that was on the boat when you were there is gone now. Dude, it's it's crazy because, like, I've, I'm at the point now where we have – like, we're at the point and there's so little time left of us on this boat that, that I am I am the old man. Like, yeah, all, like all the guys that I saw leave and everything, like that's me now. Yeah, <laughs> Mitchell and I are the the yeah, we're the most senior two guys in MDiv. I'm the longest standing low dispatcher, I think, on our ship right now. Yep. Like Mitchell for, and I for have... our boat, <clears throat> I think I I am the longest qualified from our boat. Yeah, Mitch, I was Mitchell and I are the have have been the most senior MDivers for months now. It's wild. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, man. It's so it's so crazy to me that like we're all about to be you know gone and shit. Yeah, and now we're hitting that 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 next wave where again we're losing all of our close friends. Mitchell's going to New York. I'm staying here. Uh, a lot of them are just straight up getting out of the Navy and, you know, moving back home. But, yeah, no, you know, uh, Matt is coming up on orders soon and he he might not stay here. It's not – hopefully he stays here. But, you know, uh, Tom's going to New York. Like, everybody's just either getting out or – Going to New York is what sounds or, like yeah, for you going, guys. going to prototype because, <laughs> I mean, majority of them are going to go to New York or Charleston. So, I'm going to, again, just going to slowly onesie-twosie lose all my buds here. And I mean, I'm, I'm a social person. Obviously, I'll you know hopefully you'll, make you'll make some new them. friends at you know Marmac or whatever. But find some dudes who are also interested in wood. <laughs> God, I love wood. I fucking love wood so much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just you know all of those transition points in the throughout the military process. You know when you're transferring and stuff like, kind of sucks. Honestly, like dude, it is. It's like you make. 
the strongest friends and then you lose those friends. Yeah. And you do that like every couple best, of years. <laughs> every other year, right? Like like that like it seems like every time I make a new friend, it's like, oh and now they're gone. Yeah. Like, Dude, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen in three years once I'm getting out and you know, moving somewhere else. Like, fuck. Just move to I'm just gonna move to Charleston to see all my friends. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna buy a compound in North Georgia. Just we're gonna just, buy a lake and just move all the boys to the lake, and we're just gonna have kayak every, parties. Every friend we've ever made, just hey, pick a spot around the lake and build a cabin. Yeah, let's go. Don't don't worry about food. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that part comes rice later. and beans like Mitchum. Yeah, we'll, we'll move Mitchum out there. He needs he needs to be in the woods. That dude should not be in society sometimes. <laughs> Oh a lot of shit, man. Oh, yeah. We just need a compound in North Georgia around Where a lake. Just pull all of our friends that we've made in the process. I'd be down. Just make our own little power plant and run it ourselves. I'm sure that would turn out well. I'd be fucking down. <laughs> I mean, it's watch every four days. Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. No, not if if it meant that I'd get to fucking roll around in a kayak every other day, <laughs> I'd be fucking fine, man. I that's uh, all I care about. Oh, yeah, man. man. It's been fucking real, man. It's 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 wild to think about how we're the we're I don't know. It's just from day one on the ship, you get there and you're just like, fuck, I can't wait for these four years to go by so I can and leave this fucking place. <laughs> And now I'm a month away, and I'm just like, holy shit, it's finally here. Yeah. How did that happen? God. And just the amount of people that you've met and lost and then met new ones and then lost those and then met new ones, <laughs> and now you're like, oh, shit, doesn't matter who knew I meet now, I'm going to be the one that's gone soon. Yeah. and it, Yeah. It's weird, too. Just, you know, I because I, I work at Newport News now, so I don't really go to the shit that much. And when I do go to the ship, MDiv is just not it, reactor as a whole is just. It, it used to be I knew, or at least knew of almost everybody, just because you're there so much, you're around everybody. You know, you go to different divisions for work controls and whatnot. There's only a couple of places you can be, bud. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how small a fucking floating city actually is. Yeah. So like, you, you know of everybody and especially when you're one of the more senior guys, like everyone kind of knows of you too. So I, there was a point before I left the ship to go to APT where, you know, I knew of everybody and everybody kind of knew of me, uh, just in a sense of like, you know, you hear the names and stuff throughout the day and throughout being there. Um, and then leaving, now I come and I I fucking don't know half the new faces. Fucking like it's just a completely different reactor. Like yeah, bro, it's it's wild. Like I don't know, I don't know anybody. Like I it used to be, you know, you call like like a mechanic would call switchgear, and it's like, hey, it's Cooley. You know, they would know who's calling. You know, for you know, they work already know who or needs to go to the phone. Yeah, now it's like, hey, it's Cooley, and the who. Oh shit! Like I forgot, nobody fucking knows who I am anymore. <laughs> I've been gone too long. I've been gone too long. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. But yeah, honestly, like I hope the woodworking business takes off. If it becomes more than a hobby, and you start YouTube videos and that shit, and 
just become a fucking millionaire from working with with some wood. That'd be that'd be awesome, but that's the fucking that's the dream, homie. I'd also be fine with just you know it staying small. Yeah, I mean just just self sufficient at that point. Yeah, just enough to like give you extra drinking money on the Absolutely. weekends is is the best way to do it. Yeah, right, uh, <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Just uh, I mean, any extra money is obviously cool, but if oh, it was yeah. it was enough if it was enough to be substantial, that'd be pretty all right with me. Oh, yeah, man. Well, until then, this shit is getting old. <laughs> <laughs>